You're listening to the CPR of Life podcast, a show about creating community through connection, awakening potential, and uncovering the resilience of the human spirit through an understanding of state of mind. It's about living a life well-lived and uncovering what often gets in the way. Welcome to episode number 17. I had another CPR of Life podcast first today. I had the pleasure of chatting with not one, but two guests, Julie Downer and Michael Fall. Continuing on the theme of relationships, I chat with Julie and Michael about the ease and playfulness of their relationship. Michael is a fitness, nutrition, and wellness coach, and Julie is a nutrition coach and veterinarian. What a mixture. With Julie and Michael, talking about relationships is fun. I'm totally inspired by these two lovely souls. So a big, huge welcome to Michael and Julie. Today, we are going to take a deep dive into the conversation about relationships. So welcome to the both of you. And it's also a first for me that I get to interview two people at the same time. Super cool. So welcome, guys. Thank you very much, Jesse Lynn. Excited to be here. Good morning. (laughs) So, okay, why don't you start off by telling the listeners a little bit about yourselves, and then we can take a dive into some questions I have for you. You get to go first. (laughs) For those of you that can't see, Julie's pointing at me to start. So, um, uh, a little bit about me. I was introduced to the principles uh, four years ago-ish, four or five years ago, four years ago, I guess. Um, I own a local gym. I work as a uh, as a nutrition coach and uh, as a wellness coach. I'm old, fifty years old. <laughs> Be careful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I, there's not. What else? What I got? You have two kids. Oh yeah, I got a couple of kids. A cat. A cat. A couple of kids <laughs> and a cat. Thank you. I actually have two children from two different relationships. Um, I guess if we're going down this way. So um, I have two two moms for my two children. Um, I spent the last three years or so as a single parent to my son, who is now 18, and uh, will be joining us once our reno is complete before he heads off to uh, his latest plan is California to make alternative music on the beach. You hadn't heard that one. I hadn't heard that one. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, that's 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 about me in a nutshell. I guess. <laughs> what about you, Julie? I'm 50 years old as well. Um, I'm a mold veterinarian. I work in Toronto. Um, I've been a vet for 21 years. Um, I have three kids from my first marriage that was 20 something years that I was married for about two years ago. Um, that's, and I met him through the gym that he owns. Yeah, there's a good story there, right? <laughs> she, she, uh, oh, I'm going there. <laughs> she, uh, she asked me on a date. Under the under the premise of learning more about the principles. Oh, good yes. Yeah. Well, that that was it, right? Um, you you want to share that? No. No. <laughs> Julie Julie asked me out on a date. Asked me out for a, for lunch under under the guise of talking more about the principles or learning more about the principles, and it, it's become an inside joke. I was interested in the principles as well as you. Uh-huh. So yeah. It's a, that's been a running gag for us for the last for the last couple of years or so, but uh, yeah, well played. It worked out well. Apparently, it did. So, yeah. <laughs> for those who don't know, like some of our listeners might not necessarily know what the principles are. Can you explain what you mean by that? Wow, Julie, that's, that's your. 
No, oh, it's mine. Ah, well, so principles in a nutshell. Um, I mean, I, I guess the uh, <clears throat> the pad answer are um, mind, consciousness, and thought as the underlying principles of how humans create our reality moment to moment. Um, mind correlating to the universal energy behind all of life. Um, thought correlating to um, the power behind how it is we think and consciousness being our, our awareness of ourselves and of our thinking. Yeah. Um, for me, what it means is what it has come to mean is a freedom, a freedom from my own judgment in my own thinking. Is that what you explained to Julie on your lunch date? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think we talked about the principles a whole lot on the lunch date. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you have any recollection of what I said? What I don't even about? remember. No. Uh, I was so nervous and stressed out. Really? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Because I'm awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to it, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a uh, fun talk. Okay, yeah. so, <laughs> <laughs> so you, Go ahead. You guys have been together for a couple of years. Roughly two years. Yeah, two. I don't know. I, I, all of this up to June. Yeah, about two years. Yeah. Give or take, yeah. yeah. So yeah, what? You've known each other for a while? Um, four. Almost four years. I started at the gym like April four, almost four years ago. Okay, okay, so you're yeah. coming up four years yeah. with each other. Okay. So what makes this relationship different for you guys than a relationship that you've been in previous to this or relationships? Uh, I would say, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I would say just how easy it is. Um, I find there's no stress with our relationship. Um, we enjoy each other's company. We get along. We're not relying on each other to give each other anything. Um, we have a companionship. We, for the most part, like to do a lot of the same things. Um, he's awesome. And I would say the biggest thing, and this is one of the things that Michael said to me when we started all this off when he wasn't really looking for anything like a long-term relationship, um, that he wanted something that was fun and easy. And I would say that's what our relationship has been the whole entire time. It's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. It is nice. <laughs> um, is and I think our understanding of the three nice. principles helps with that because I know if I'm feeling down previously, I would have blamed the other person in my life, someone else. And I know that that is coming from me. Um, and I'm not putting that on him. And I don't put it on him to try to make me feel better. I know that I'm going to feel better eventually. So that's a big thing for me. That is a big thing. So that's yeah. huge. What about for you, Michael? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> well, so where Julie sort of comes out of, um, out of, a, out of one relationship, um, I've had many. And it's not, uh, it's not a prideful statement. It's a factual one. And um, <clears throat> so what I, what I see as the biggest difference in the relationship that I have with Julie and every other relationship I've had, um, sort of physical type relationship I've had, 
uh, is that I don't, I'm not, she can't complete me. There's nothing to complete. So I am absolutely secure and happy within myself. And I'm not looking, I'm not looking to Julie or to anyone for that matter to, to be additive to what I already have. No, that's not correct. Um, she is additive to what I already have, but she doesn't make me what I already have or make me what I already am. So I, so the, the simple realization that I'm a complete individual, happy and for the most part carefree um, without her makes it takes all of the dependency out of the relationship. So in past relationships, I've always felt as though there was some degree to which I was relying on the other person to be part of what completed me. You know, that, that whole yeah. sort of romantic love idea of, you know, it takes someone else to complete us or we will rely on another person to complete us. And seeing through, to, in my mind, the fallacy of that has freed me to be really expressive, to really be myself with Julie in this relationship. There's no fear in it. There's no fear of judgment. There's no fear of, of criticism. There's no... Um, there's no browbeating. There, there's no pushing buttons. It, it's just, it's very, um, on one hand, it's really, really playful and fun and energetic. And on the other hand, when it needs to be, it's very pragmatic. And there's no, there's no emotion around, you know, when shit has to get done or when, when, when something needs to go a certain way, it, it just, it just happens. There's no, there's no finger pointing. There's no, yeah. you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. It's just, there in there there's an ease and interplay um between playfulness and fun that we have with one another and you know life that has to get done you know the the, the responsibilities of day to day of running a household etc like things like that there's just a really easy marriage between those two things these days in my previous relationship um i always wanted my ex to be someone who he wasn't. Um, and it led me to have a lot of issues with just wanting to control him all the time and make him be different. Um, the person I wanted him to be. Whereas with Michael, I love who he is and I don't want him to change. Um, and I think that makes our relationship easier as well, that we accept who the other person is. And again, yeah. everything is good that way. I think a lot of relationships have this expectation, like we have an expectation of the other person or we think that we can change them or, you know, like they can, and it's the cause of so much conflict because we have this big expectation box of this is how you should act and you don't communicate about it or you don't agree on it, but it's just kind of, I have this expectation of the other person and it can cause a lot of conflict. Yeah, absolutely, Jesse Lynn. The... the And for the most part, as you said, the, the expectations that we have of other people aren't, they're not spoken, which makes it even worse. Yeah. Right? Well, how, even, if, even if satisfying an expectation was a good thing, I, I don't think it is. But how can you do that if you're not voicing? It, it's almost like in past relationships, at least for me, I don't know about you, but I've had expectations of, of the women that I've been with, but I didn't, excuse me, I didn't actually vocalize them. Yeah. I just expected them to know what the expectation was. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and that's sort of what I was alluding to with the idea of the, like when things need to get done, it's just, okay, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. And it's done. So we don't spend any time in like over what needs to happen. Yeah. 
Is that fair? You don't spend much time in combat. There's not a whole lot of time in combat. In fact, the only time, the only time in the past two years when we had conflict, well, there were two occasions. There's been two, yeah. Been two. Been two. <laughs> you both agree on the two. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> two and a half, two and a half maybe. The two, but one of them, and I'll let Julie share the other one if she wants to. I, I think you should. Emboldened. Okay. Yeah. Um, was one, I don't know if it was a morning or whenever it was, but both of us woke up in, in um, I don't know, low moods, low moods we'll yeah. say, right? And, it, and it's, it was the first time, normally when that happens, it's kind of a trade-off. She's down, she's down, I'm up, and vice versa. And this is the first time that we were both in, in sort of crappy moods at the same time. And you could really see um, from within that how easy it would have been to make it something more. Right. What's wrong, honey? Coming like from the from the presumption that there is something wrong, that I have done something yeah. to cause something, right? Or to elicit a certain feeling. So in, in past relations, um, relationships, excuse me, there's there's always been sort of a when both of us were in a low mood or one or the other was in a low mood, the insistent uh, desire to problem solve or to identify just leads to more conflict. Right. Yeah. So in instead of resolving a conflict, it just adds fuel to the fire. And the one time where Julie and I, and this is literally in the last two years where there's been one occasion where we were both in, in what we would describe as a low mood together yeah. was like, we're kind of looking at each other going, wow, I feel shitty. How do you feel? Well, I feel shitty too. What do we do about it? And, and the, the, there was a clarity around, okay, we're both feeling crappy and this isn't particularly enjoyable to both feel crappy, but nothing had to be done. There weren't, there weren't any steps to be taken. There was no problem to be solved or shone a light on how easy and how quickly that could have turned into a, a sort of badgering of what's wrong, what's yeah, wrong, why, 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 yeah. Well, and then, and then one person starts to withdraw and then one person pursues and this whole, I mean, at least that's that's been my experience in, in the relation in, in many of the relationships that I've had in the past. Yeah, you're trying to analyze and conceptualize why it is this way, or then trying to fix it. There's the other thing. It's like, oh, so you know, we need to fix this right now. So, what do we need to do to fix it? All we needed to do was wait for our moods to go up, and then everything got back to the way it should be. Yeah, or the way it is. Yeah, right, maybe yeah. not even should, should be, be, but the way, the way it, it is. is yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was a really neat like it, uh, it, yeah. was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> we were sitting there, like no, no. I, I mean, as a as a as a sort of as an observation, it was really cool, right? Yeah. Like you're in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood. What do we need to do about it? Nothing. Yeah, I'm not even sure we asked each other why we were in a bad mood. No, which is something. Just were, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and again, what Julie said earlier about accepting each other for who we are. Yeah, there was just no reason to go down the road of analysis. You're in a bad mood. Cool. I know it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And yeah. vice versa. Okay, yeah. so if it doesn't have anything to do with me, it's not personal. And once it's not personal, there's freedom for 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 thinking to well, for thinking to change. Yeah. Yeah, for thinking to change. I like um we don't one of the th I'm talking too much here. We gotta jump in here. <laughs> um, one of the things that um that is near and dear to me, um, and I and I think to Julie as well. And I think we even touched on it, Jesse Lynn, is that we don't commiserate with one another. Yeah. You know, we don't spend any time in the woe is me 
or, or vice versa. You know, if, if Julie feels down, it doesn't require anything from me. It, all it requires of me is to accept the fact that Julie is down, you know, or, you, you know, there's yeah. a hug, there's a, a hug, you know, yeah. kind word, there's an acknowledgement yeah. of it, but it doesn't go further than that. There, there's no or a reminder <laughs> that I'm okay. And yeah, yeah. yeah there, there, it's not, it, it's not a fixing problem. No. It's not a fixing time. It's not a teaching time. It, it's not a, it's not a finger pointing time. It's just simply how it is. And something that I uh, hear a little shout out to Dominic. Here you go, Dominic. <laughs> um, a book that I read from him um, talks about uh, problems and solutions. And, and one of the lines that jumped out at me was that problems don't care. Or, or sorry. Solutions do not care about problems. So, so the solution to Julie having a problem or a low mood or me having a problem or a low mood is not to investigate the problem. It's to look at, it's, it's to look towards the solution and what the three principles have given us, I think to, mm -hmm. to speak on her behalf, on Julie's behalf here. A little mansplaining there. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is, uh, is simply that, uh, Oh, I lost my train of thought entirely there. It's simply that there's no need for commiseration anymore. Like there, there's just, there's nothing to be fixed. There are no, there, there's a problem that isn't going to take care of itself if you leave it alone, you know? And I'm not in any way suggesting that, that there aren't real life problems that need intellect and need yeah. solutions. But I think very often in relationships, what is just an innocent, I'm just in a crappy mood. I'm not sure turns into something so much bigger than it really is. And, and I would say that's probably, you know, among the top one or two, two, three things that are just so different. There's no, there's no making mountains out of molehills. Well, and I think like you say, like sometimes there are serious problems that need to be discussed or, or, you know, issues that you do need to talk about, but when you're both in a low mood, that's not the time to do it. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Wait till yeah. you bounce back up and then, okay, you know what? There's something that we need to talk about. Then you have the clarity to talk about it. Absolutely. Jesse Lynn. And, and I would even add that if you allow yourself the time or you uh, yourselves, the time to come out of your low mood, you might find that there is no problem yeah. worth talking about. Yeah. You know, because you've made up the, you've made up the problem. It's not even really there. Um, and if you wait till that low mood goes away, it's gone. Yeah. yeah. The uh, problem is suddenly not there. Yeah. It's not, you know, well, what, what was the issue? I, I don't remember. Yeah. And I can't remember who it was. It might've been, uh, might've been George Pransky. I, I don't remember, but in one of the, one of the, one of the folks who've been around for a while talks about, you know, waking up. Oh no, it was Michael Neal waking up and not remembering him talking to another coach or a friend. And then, you know, three weeks later, talking to the friend and the friend asking about this problem. He's like, what problem? It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, yeah. they just, they're not even there anymore. So it's like, there just aren't as many problems as, as, as there appear to be at, at, at face value. Like they're, they're just, there just aren't that many problems. I, I'm stumbling a little bit here, <laughs> but. Well, I think as people trying to give like, trying to kind of give meaning to a low mood when they're not necessarily as meaning. It's just you're in a low state of mind and that's, that's it. What's the book that Dominic recommended? 
that you referred to there? Uh, it is uh, handy. Oh, look at this. It is called Coaching Plain and Simple, Solution-Focused Brief Coaching Essentials. Hmm. There's a little shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, that right there, I mean, you know, the fact that you guys have embraced the fact that you don't have to do anything or address when you're in a low mood. Can you imagine the impact that that would have? Because I do a lot of work with couples in conflict and it's, it's a game changer. It really, really is a game changer. Like it's one of these things where I think, and not just even in relationships, like romantic relationships, parenting relationships, relationships that work, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the, um, what jumps into my head is, is, uh, and we spoke about this briefly before Jesse Lynn, the idea that, um, with conflict resolution or mediation with couples, um, trying to bring people back to a time when they remembered that they loved one another and yeah. working from there. Right. And, and I, I mean, maybe that's common sense for any psychologist who's listening, but, but common sense often, it seems to be lost in the moment when you're struggling, when you're in a low mood, common sense often doesn't come into the picture. That's a, that's a very good point. Jesse Lynn. And, and I think it would be fair to say for Julie and I that it's, it's a huge advantage that both of us sort of see things the same yeah. way. You know, Definitely. like it's just like the relationship is laughingly easy. Um, I was speaking to someone at the gym recently and, and we were talking about relationships and, you know, that classic adage of, you know, relationships are work. Yeah. But oh, they're not, yeah. <laughs> or at least they don't have to be. Yeah. You know, I don't think we have to work at all. We just sort of co coexist no, together. Coexist is, yeah. is fine. You know, I, I, like I think that's accurate. Yeah, there, there's no, yeah. there's no trying. You know, there's there's no trying to make it a good relationship. There's no, there's no trying to be in a good relationship. There just simply is a good relationship, and and maybe for the simple reason that we don't blame each other for for moods that we're in. Yeah. You know, there's, it's almost like, it's all, so this is not something that Julie and I have spoken about, but what's coming to mind right now is that for one reason or another, we can kind of see to the humor of it, right. you know, that, that there isn't the fact that you think that there is a problem and there's a humor in that. And in a humor, I think there is some release and some innocence. That seem reasonable? Yeah. I'm making that up. You make it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I think it's nice that we can pretty much talk to each other about anything and neither of us is offended by it. Yeah. I know one time I said, someone asked us about, um, said we're a couple. I'm like, oh. Like, like I feel like I've known her forever. Um, Even though you don't know really little things about me. <laughs> So oh. leave, that, leave that off the table for now. Yeah, no. Oh, was it The Simpsons? <laughs> oh yeah, it was just, anyway. I, I, I do know what color your eyes are in your birthday. Now. Um, yeah, there's just um, the relationship that we have with one another as adults um, feels to me when I compare it to other relationships I've had more like a relationship that two children would have with one another, mm. and 
like she's smarter than I am and all, but the, 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 like kids don't work at relationships. They just have relationships. They're just in relationships. That's true. Yeah. You know, so, you know, Julie mentioning that, you know, describing us as a couple the first time. I don't think about ourselves as a couple. No. Like a couple of what? A couple of nuts. <laughs> like, it's like, a couple of people having fun. A couple of, a couple of people having fun. That's probably better than a couple of nuts. Although. <laughs> anyway, how quickly we digress. Um, yeah. So that was one of your, your, your times of conflict. Do we want to talk about the other one? Oh, I guess we could. I guess it's my story to tell, right? I think in fairness, this is mostly your story it to is. tell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had been in a low mood on and off more than usual for a couple of months. And um, sort of our situation changed a little bit. Mike's daughter, Haley, moved back to Guelph and he was spending a lot more time with her. And I was having some sort of, I guess, jealous feelings about that. Um, and things got not so good. And I had all of a sudden just a realization that that didn't have to be a problem. I was making that a problem. Um, and it was in an instant instance, everything changed for me, how I saw everything. And I guess the big thing was the realization that because Mike loved his daughter and was spending time with her, that didn't affect how much he loved me and how he wanted to spend time with me. Um, so it was sort of, there had been some conflict in one weekend of bad conflict or my sort of experience with the three principles has sort of been a gradual change. And that was the first time that I've ever experienced that all of a sudden, um, the way that I saw the world totally changed in one second. It was pretty amazing. Like that saying, when you, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah. 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 But I mean, Julie, that's a significant one. And I know from, I mean, you guys have five kids between, <laughs> between you. And, <laughs> But but that's a, I think that's a significant point for blended families coming together that it can appear that there's that there's issues or challenges and it's just kind of like when you take a step back and think huh okay you know is there another way that I can look at this um, there's tremendous room for growth in that and growth in the whole relationship like with the the, the children with you and and, and Michael. It's a big one. So how has the blending of the families gone? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's huge. Well done, everybody. <laughs> um, I, I think it's, it's huge. Um, the, 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 yeah, I mean, I can't, it, it's, 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 it was huge. And, and I didn't yeah. really, so the, the months that sort of preceded, um, you know, Julie's insight, I, I mean, something was a little bit off. But it's not like anything was really off. Yeah, and it was an up and down sort of thing, the come and go. <laughs> And my, and my suspicion is that had I jumped on those first, you know, when I, when I sensed or, you know, whatever word we want to use there, that something was wrong, had I jumped on, demanded an explanation or demanded to find this, to find a solution or imposed it, it probably would have made things worse. Yeah. So despite the fact that I didn't know what was going on, I knew innately that it didn't have anything to do with me, that this is going to sound terrible, but it was her shit to deal with. It was not my business to try to um, struggling with them yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was struggling with self-esteem and yeah. 
So it's and I was looking to you, I think, for a little bit of my happiness, and that's one of the other things that I realized that you can't make me happy. I'm happy already, and that sort of we've talked about that. Um, we don't need each other to complete ourselves. We're complete all by ourselves, and which I think is a huge thing. Yeah, it's it's um it's a really deep well. I think this this insight um, for Julie. And again, speaking on your mansplaining or speaking on your, it's deep. Like it's, it's just, it's got legs to it. Right. Yeah. Like it's like, well, it's not just about, it's not just about and what that means. It, it speaks to a depth of, of, um, of understanding oneself that goes beyond what you sort of see superficially as conflict between stepmom and daughter, if you want to use those terms. Right. Yeah. There's just, and it was such a shift. I look at Haley and see a different person that I had been seeing over that couple of month period. Um, do, do, do we want to share? Yeah. Okay. We'll do it. So that, that evening the, the, there was a, it had sort of built to a head. We had gone out for dinner and I guess I had, uh, uh, you know, we're not the best all the time of keeping our phones away from us. And I guess, uh, we were at Prasushi and Haley had texted me. Oh, Oh yeah, 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 and then shit yeah. went downhill, kind of. From yeah, there. I did. Yeah. So we we got anyway. We got back to the house, and we we were. It, it was the first time I sort of got a little bit angry. I, I got frustrated, right? I I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and in that moment of forgetting, I actually I actually feel kind of good about the insight that I had, which was to ask you the question, why you didn't like Haley. I think the question I was. Did I said we, I didn't. I said Haley didn't like me. Yeah, that's 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 right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. And then the and then the subsequent question was, give me two reasons why Haley wouldn't like you. Yes, that's yeah. Give me two reasons why Haley wouldn't like you. And what I remember is is with that, Julie got kind of quiet and we just kind of relaxed. I think we were cuddling on the couch or whatever at this point. And then it was sort of the next morning or was it It was the next day after work. Right. Yeah. And I don't know what you exactly said to me that all of a sudden... Hold on, hold that thought. To be clear, I'm not trying to take any responsibility for what I said having an impact on her. It's just, it's just the the, the sequence of events, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. But whatever you said to me, everything just changed in a second. And again, I mean, there's no... (laughs) And I don't... And it probably wasn't just whatever, something changed something with my thinking and everything changed. Well, I think, you know, someone smarter than us, like Sid would say, you heard something from within your own wisdom, right? It wasn't what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I could have said rock and, and yeah. you know, like, so yeah, yeah that was neat. So that how was, have, like, how has the shift been now? Like with your relationship with Haley? I would say that, yeah, every, like, and I don't even think at the, like, at the time, Haley, well, unless you told her what was going on, Haley may or may not have known that anything was happening. So I hadn't spoken to her at that point. Yeah. So I don't think, again, nothing's really changed. But the way that I look at her, like, again, when you guys go out, it used to be like, oh, you guys are going out, blah, 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 in my head. And now it's just like, oh, Mike's way to spend time with his daughter. That's great. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and if I, I, and I suppose if I'm, if I'm completely honest, when I, be, before, were, there were moments where I felt bad that I was going out with my daughter, and that's just ridiculous, right? That, yeah. That's yeah. No, I, did, I, did. I tell you almost everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so that realization that you know, holy shit, I, I'm I'm creating an issue around me going out with my daughter. That's insane. Yeah, like how how 
if I had, if I had in a previous incarnation, that would have led me to point back at Julie with a, how dare you make me feel that way? Yeah. It's your fault that I now feel uncomfortable leaving to go out with my daughter. Yeah. And that's just case, right? It's, it's just another example of understanding how thinking, but it, for me as a truth, how thinking works. You know, yeah. I created my own issues and my own anxiety about my leaving with my daughter. So you guys are both just <laughs> What's that, Jesse Lynn? I said, you're just owning your own shit here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I, yeah, I hadn't shared that. I hadn't shared yeah. that. I didn't think it was relevant at the time. But it does. It, it's, it's a really good example of how something can be a molehill and then turn into a mountain from really, really nothing. But just it's like a you know, the snowball that you just keep turning and turning and, you know, it turns into a snowman, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Sisyphus, right? Maybe he kind of tells no? No, oh, Sisyphus, no? <laughs> the Greek guy who rolls the boulder uphill only to oh, have it roll back down, but he's got to do okay. it again, yeah. Okay. But I guess snowballing is probably more accurate, eh? Yeah. Yeah, because it just kind of grows and yeah. grows and grows. So apart, yeah. from, apart from that, like, how, like, have you, like the blending of the families, has that gone well? Have you? Well, <laughs> I would say it's one of those things that we don't spend much time on. And well, we haven't all lived together yet. Once the renovation's done. <laughs> get, get back to us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You've been living with Jacob for a while, but yes, we'll have Teo, like son back with us. Yeah. Once we move into the, the, the new place. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of an interesting situation because Haley, so my eldest daughter Haley and Julie's eldest son went to school together yeah. for oh, a bit of cool. time. And, yeah. and, you know, we sort of somewhat, well, we didn't actually know each other before, did we? No, but the kids, I knew Haley when she was little because I thought she was at Ben's birthday parties and things like that, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, this will be the first time uh, um of an experience living together. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, you know, Julie's bang on, I think we haven't spent a lot of time on it. Yeah. Uh, because it's not a problem. Yeah. I remember, um, Sandy asked us one time in the summer, how we were thinking about blending the families together. And oh, yeah. blood. It's like, we're, oh. we're all white. And when she said that, it's sort of like, uh, <laughs> yeah. we haven't really yeah. given much thought, thought to that. It's just going to work itself out how it works itself out. Yeah, yeah, it, it's um, which maybe speaks to another neat thing um, in the relationship so far with the understanding that we have of the three P is that we don't look for problems, mm. we don't look for potential problems. We we're, we're not looking for things that need resolution. If 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 there is an issue, it'll be addressed, and it'll be addressed honestly and frankly and, and forthrightly, and that'll be it. Um, I guess the only plans is our rules for the new house. For oh yes, there are going to be some rules. <laughs> there are going to be some. Do not leave empty bags of stuff in the fridge. Oh yes. <laughs> um, and it's funny, like when, um, and I should own up to this as well. Uh, so I've moved into the apartment uh, that we rented, and and I feel like I was the one who moved in. So I've been living with Jacob, and good kid, you know, nice dude, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't feel like I'm in a position to say a whole lot at this stage because we're living in a temporary yeah. place. So I'm having my, my that's own. That's all your own thinking. Oh, I, yeah. Well, yeah, of course it's my own thinking, right? Absolutely it is. And it doesn't, it doesn't cause issues. Yeah. But there was a period of time where I, I found myself being quite critical 
of Jacob. And it wasn't, it wasn't malicious, malicious in any way. It was almost more of a recognition in him of much of the stuff that I've gone through when my son was 16 who is now 18. So witnessing Jacob kind of grow through a period that I've just experienced with my son made me a little bit, well, it didn't make me critical of it, but, <laughs> but I, was, I, was, I was paying more attention to that than I should have. And, um, and that probably went, that was probably a couple of weeks. And then Julie just kind of called me on it and said, hey. That was our low mood day too. Was that the same day? It was the same day. <laughs> We're all over Jacob, Jacob this, the dogs this, the hair here. The oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Right. Damn apartment. We're living in a dungeon. And I was in a mood, so it's sort of like, oh my God. You know, sort of because it was allowed to happen. And the conflict that we were in, so this would be our, our third conflict, I suppose, where I was, you know, picking on Jacob. I was in a low mood, so I was pointing that stuff around the apartment. And of course, that, you know, finally Julie kind of spoke up about it. And I don't remember what you said. Yeah. Well, that was the same call. It was the same low mood one that over the holidays. Oh, okay. Well, so this is part B to it. Yeah. But, you know, she was able to say something to me that helped me snap out of it. And, and, and you know, purists in the 3P, okay, we get it. It's not possible. But she was able to make a comment, an honest comment about how she was feeling in that moment that I heard huh. rather than through through defensiveness or through anger or through through my low mood like it 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 it, it, i think because what julie was saying what julie said to me whatever the words were came from a place of truth if you will i heard it and it was like oh shit okay head shake right yeah sorry i think yeah that was a little bit fragmented um I feel, like, I feel like I'm having a very intimate moment with Julie here right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we'll see how things play out when we're in the new space with probably Teo and Jacob both there. Our yeah. other two, like Haley and our, my oldest son, Ben, they live, well, Haley will be living on her own again. Ben lives on his own. And my daughter's away gallivanting around the world. So yeah. if she doesn't get a visa to go back to China, we might have her back. We'll see. That'll be interesting. <laughs> But uh, it's the overriding thing, Jesse, when for us has been that it's just, I, I think I can speak for both of us that it's, it's the first time a relationship has just been easy. Yeah. And, and it's just, every relationship that I have is easy now. Even oh. when I have difficult, if I have landlord conflict, or I, you know, conflict is a strong word, or I have to deal with something financial at work, or I have to deal with a work scenario with another individual, there's just no... Life flows a lot more easily in every single situation, in every relationship that I have, you know, whether yeah, it's with Julie or with my children yeah. or, or, or chatting with you or, or whomever it is, you know, a clerk at a store or whatever. It's just there's an openness that I've never felt before. You can't see that, but Julie's nodding. I'm nodding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful well, it's space for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, when I said earlier that I feel like I've known her forever, I mean, I don't know everything. Don't. There's a lot to uncover still, but there is just, you know, I feel kind of like we're the 85 year old sitting on a park bench, you know, like it. it okay. You <laughs> Help bail me out here. That's all, that's all <laughs> but the, the ease of it, right, is just like, it's like, 
it, it feels like we've kind of done this before. Like it, it's just like, yeah, it's just gone smoothly. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to articulate it. And, yeah. and, I, and I think in the past, yeah, I might be making this up, but I, but if I am, maybe others have as well, that things are good, but you're waiting for the penny to drop. Mm. Oh, I know. I've felt that even with us, not recently, but sort of as things have progressed, it's sort of like, this is so good. When are things going to change? And they don't. Not that I was anticipating that, but it's sort of like, oh. What are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. Like you always hear about relationships, how you get to a certain point where things get bad or things change, where things just keep... The honeymoon phase is over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in fairness, right? We've been in a serious, you know, in a physical as well as loving relationship for only two years, um, that our relationship is going to get more or less difficult. Like there's no reason yeah. for it to change. Like yeah. it, it, it's like, so this is a little bit off the top of my head, but it's, it's, it feels a little bit like the love that we share transcends romantic love, you know? Yeah. So we have this ability to exist in a space that is, uh, I don't know, that has a purity to it. I mean, maybe that's the ease. Yeah. You know, like it's... Well, pair of jeans, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've already aged us and talked about us sitting on a park bench. I mean, <laughs> we don't need more of those metaphors. But yeah, it, it just seems, it's just like, it's just easy. I, I, I wish I wish I could distill it into a nutshell or distill it down into something that you could, you know, here you go. This is, this what, is, what, it, you this is what you need to do. But you don't need Put it into a pill and sell it. Yeah, yeah, that's it, right? Well, here, here's the here's the there's nothing you need to do pill. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like it, it's it's um yeah. I, I I've heard all of my life that relationships are work and that they require effort, and I will say unequivocally that no, they don't. They don't need to be effortful and no. and, and 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 work. And it's the first time ever, and. uh I've had a bunch. <laughs> it's not something, huh? not something I'm proud of, but but it's you the, regularly meet your whole girlfriends. <laughs> oh, edit. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's just um, uh, you know what there is? There's a lot of laughter. There's a lot That's of laughter. Is, yeah. There's a lot of laughing. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, yeah. There's a lot of laughter. There's a lot of uh, Poking fun at each other. You like to tease me. <laughs> I sometimes like to tease you, yes. And, and you, in all fairness, do you give back just as fine, just as well? Um, yeah, I, I wonder. Like, do we have any pearls of wisdom? I would say just have fun <laughs> and not be serious, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a really funny Sid tape that I just listened to. And he's talking to a bunch of people and, and, and he's talking about how, uh, you know, not to be serious. And if you're serious, you know, you, you can have a playful life. But if you're serious, well, then you're going to be serious. And he means it seriously. And the crowd bursts out into laughter. And you can hear him. You can, you can sense Sid kind of pause and go. Like you can almost hear him thinking, no, no, I, I was being serious about that. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's, I can't remember which, which audio it's in, but it's, it's, it's excellent. But yeah, it's lighthearted. It's fun. It, it's, you know, I, I think we sort of nailed it at the beginning where we don't, we don't have any expectations of one another. You know, yeah. I, I trust her to be here when I need her. 
she trusts me to be here when she needs me. And, and whether that's carrying in grocery bags or, you know, or whatever that is, but in the bigger sense, um, I'm fine without her. And she's fine yeah. with it. You have yeah. to say that out loud too. Yeah, I'm fine without you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and and from that, everything comes from that. Like when I got stuck with the Haley thing, it was because I thought I needed you to give me something. Mm-hmm. And the realization that I didn't need that was big. Yeah. Oh. So there. Um. <coughs> <coughs> So, and as a true testament to all of this, you guys are doing a renovation on the house, which, <laughs> which you know, there's a, there's a common phrase that if you can get through a renovation together or building together a major project like that together. Um, but everything that I've seen from you guys so far, uh, bless you, is, is relative enjoyment, you know, with the process. Yeah, Jesse, then that's, that's actually a really good point to bring up. Um, I mean, we've, we've renovated together. Yeah, well, well, we've passed all the tests, yes. right? We, we've spent, you know, seven or eight hours in a car together. That was just after we started, yeah, when we yeah. came to Montreal for seven oh, hours in a car. And that, wow, this could have been, this, this was interesting. We, we spent seven hours driving to Montreal. We got into Montreal at like, that's right, yes. whatever time it was. Midnight or later, yeah. Whatever, just like bagged, right? Been on the road for a while, want to get to the hotel, get to sleep. And there's like this night ride and they've got downtown blocked off. <laughs> like we could see the hotel like 200 yards away and it was, or 200 meters away. And it took us like 40 minutes to yes. get there. And what stands out from that is that we were laughing about it the whole time. There wasn't any, there wasn't yeah. any anger. Like this was, this was early on in the relationship. It, it just, that was actually a really good sign. of like yeah. Was it the first time we went Yeah. Yeah, and then to be faced with you know seven hours in the car together, and then this this we can't get where we where we need to be, and how easy that was to to manage. Like it was just yeah, seeing the humor and enjoying it. Yeah, you know we've traveled together. That was also remarkably easy. Yeah, except for the fact that she packs too much stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bring more than a bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We gotta, we gotta work on the minimalist travel stuff. Um, and yeah, the renovation, I mean, it's not to say that there haven't been stressful moments in it. Yeah. Cause there have been, right. We're talking of large sums of money. We're talking about things being done a specific house way. not selling right away. House not selling yeah. right away. And, and, you know, so practical stuff, but it didn't lead to anything. It didn't lead to conflict between us at all. No, no, yeah. it, 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 it we just sort of rolled with the ups and downs of it. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's become a real, I, I think, look, if, 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 um, if I were to try to nutshell a testament to our relationship, it would be how easily we navigate what I perceive for other people would be very difficult. You know, mm. a, a renovation going bad. Okay, the floor is not going to be here. We're going. We're going away on vacation in a week. We're going to come back. We don't know if the kitchen is going to be done. We don't know if the bathrooms are going to be done. We'll have some flooring down, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. There's no. It's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, and, yeah. and my suspicion is that you would have been neurotic about that before. Yeah, I know I would have been. Well, Julie was a little bit of control freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that might be something. I mean, I know you addressed that a little bit, but yeah. that might be something worth speaking to. What by controlling personality? Mm-hmm. Like, well, in terms of in terms of how seeing three P has changed that oh, aspect has, of yes, you. Yeah. Don't tell me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at. Are you still with us, Jesse? <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lawyer in this conversation. Um, well, that's a big thing for me. My old relationship, I was a control freak. Like I would get mad at my ex if he didn't bring home the exact right brand of milk. And that would be a deal. Whereas now that's something like I can't even believe that I would get upset about something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's no milk in the house anymore anyway. There isn't. That's true. Yes. <laughs> or whatever it was, the brand of toilet yeah, yeah, paper, yeah, yeah, this yeah, brand yeah, of yeah. this. It's like yeah. it would be a major disaster. Well, and it's, and it's funny how we, uh, <clears throat> how for one reason or another, we allow little things like that to dictate who we are or, or contribute to who we become, right? Like, oh shit, I'm going to get mad if it's the wrong brand of toilet paper. Like, what is that? what does that say about where our, our individual thinking is? Like, what does that, what does that say to the quality of the, of our existence? Yeah. If we're thrown off by the fact that hubby brought home the wrong, this, like yeah. if that is a problem, yeah. how are you ever going to navigate something significant in life? Like, like a real issue, whatever, you know, an illness or something, you know, how are you going to, you know, if, if, yeah, well, mountains out of molehills, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Julie, that must be like life, like the space that opens up when you're not caught in that, you know, like because when you, the space that opens up for you to enjoy life has got to be immense. It's huge. Yeah. Again, I enjoy life so much more, and it's not because of you, ha. Huh? <laughs> but just with the way that I look at life these days, um, it has opened up so much more. Like, I enjoy my life. Not that I didn't enjoy it before, but I did enjoy it before, but it was with a lot of thinking and controlling and things like that that I don't have anymore. Mm. Um, And pretty much, for the most part, I can just roll through life and just let it come as it comes. Whereas before, I wanted to control my life all the time, um, Mm. control who I was with, and now sort of things are much, much better. and just as testament to that, my daughter was away for oh, about yeah. a year. Um, and over that year, I really changed a lot. And when she came back, she's like, you're not the same person you used to be. Like, she could even see that I was different. I was much more relaxed. And um, so It's just interesting, right? And sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Like, how, how much can you be enjoying? How much could you have been enjoying a previous life if you can look back on it and say, holy shit, this is what I was like? Or this is this But is in the what- moment, I wouldn't have said, like, if you had yeah. asked then are mm-hmm. you unhappy I would have said no I'm I'm fine but <clears throat> yeah. and that's the same thing I stayed in a marriage for 20 how many years that was and wasn't really happy for pretty much all of it but you just keep doing what you're doing and don't yeah. think there's anything else there um so yeah that's huge now how do you guys because you said with your your daughter notice the shift in you yeah how do you guys or do you share this or how do you um, navigate relationships with your kids with do you bring them into conversations about the three principles or about life about expectations about control you're probably better I'm not very good at sharing the three principles yet <laughs> <laughs> suggesting that I am eh? <laughs> um, well I, I, I can talk to your kids about yeah it. I, I talk to my kids about it constantly it um, is a 
it's a running theme. And, um, which is not to say that I preach at my children, um, about it, but, you know, I'll give you, this is a, this is a recent example and close to home. My son, um, wanted to buy a car and it's been his goal and dream to buy a car for quite a while now. And he got himself in a situation where he signed for some money that or signed a contract that he didn't, couldn't fulfill. And he had to come to me for help. And so Julie and I met him and we sat down, you know, okay, tell us the situation. What is going on? How did, not so much, how did this happen, but you know, can you do this? What do you need from us? And he'd been quite agitated. He'd been in his head a lot uh, about it. Um, stressed out about work, stressed out about money, stressed out about how he was going to get this car, stressed out about how he was going to get this contract uh, or get out of this contract or fulfill it. And so we chat, we met at a local restaurant, we chatted for a while, then he left and uh, had parked, I found this out later, had parked uh, somewhere in the city and got a ticket. But not only is he already stressed out about not having any money to fulfill his contractual obligation that he inadvertently signed, he's now got a parking ticket and it's not his car. And we were we were on our way out of town to pick up Julie's dogs and my son called me in hysterics. He said he had pulled over the side of the road. He was absolutely losing his shit. He had lost it. I would say that he had a panic attack. <laughs> So thankfully, he was able to pull his car over, but he didn't know where he was. He was in a part of, he had ended up in a part of the city where he wasn't sure where he was. And so we're driving on our way out on a deadline. I'm with my son on the phones trying to figure out where he is. And um, so we, we figured it out and I met him. I found him. And, you know, he had come, he got back in his car, pulled around the corner, parked the car in the middle of the road. And we spent, oh, I don't know. It must have been five minutes just in the middle of the road crying and hugging each other. And what came out of that was just our ability. Jesus, Murphy. My goodness, I'm just not that popular normally. <laughs> um, you know, so we ended up embracing in the middle of the street and, and we must have sat afterwards and chatted for 45 minutes or an hour or so. And what I shared with him through that experience was A, you're okay. And B, what do you see from this situation? So what I tried to do was ask him what he had learned or what he had observed through all of this. And miraculously, what he said he had observed was that he caused his breakdown, if you want to call it that, by thinking. Mm-hmm. He got himself so amped up that he couldn't get off the bus or he couldn't get off the merry-go-round. It just kept going faster and faster and faster. So, you know, do I talk to my kids about the principles all the time. Do I talk about them in name all the time? No. Yeah. You know, but this, this is just such a good example of, 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 um, of getting out of the way for him to learn something from the situation without me telling him how it was. Now there was, of course, you know, do you see how this is what's happening? Do you think there was, there was guidance within parameters, but the way that I taught it to him was to let him discover it. Uh-huh. And amazingly, I've spoken to some friends of mine, you know, dear friends of mine who are like really concerned for him. And I'm like, well, aren't you worried it's going to happen again? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. If he gets wrapped up in his thinking again, it's possible that he could have that kind of a reaction. Well, what are you going to do? Well, A, it hasn't happened. B, there's nothing I can do other than to help him see where that came from. Yeah. Right? It didn't come from the parking ticket. It didn't come from the contract. Mm -hmm. It came from the fact that he got himself anxiety-ridden by riding that merry-go-round or that spinning that hamster wheel and watching him as we sat together and cried together and hugged each other. I could, you could see in him as he was like clicking into like, like that he was starting to get it. Now, there's a high degree of probability because he's 18, he's forgotten it again, but hopefully he'll remember again and we'll just keep playing that, that gentle, I don't know, maybe reminder and, and as much as possible, try to live by example. Um, I've never asked my kids if they see me as being different. Uh, maybe yeah. I should see what they say. Yeah. And with my daughter, um, I mean, a recent example would be a couple of job interviews that she's gotten recently, um, where she, she's, she's, she's fairly high, not high stress, but she wants to do well. She's driven. She she works hard at, at, at her success. She works for her success. And, uh, again, was really, was really anxious about, you know, temporary living at her mom's where there wasn't really enough room for her being, you know, no fixed address for a little bit, her boyfriend and her being undecisive about what they were doing her job or school. And the only advice I ever gave her, the only teaching I ever gave her was point yourself in a direction and see what happens. And just keep pointing yourself in a direction and taking action because the next step is going to reveal itself. So there wasn't any 3P talk. It was just, look, just recognize your thinking and, and she's bright. I mean, she's got a psychology degree, right? So she's, she, she's smarter than I am on the intellectual side. Right. So it's, there've been some really neat conversations, you know, about three P and psychology, mm. but in terms of passing it on, in terms of teaching it, very gentle, very gently. Mm. I mean, you know, I started off when I first had my sort of first hit and tried to teach and I think a lot of people do that when they first discover something new. Yeah. That's when we had lunch the first time. <laughs> when I came back from Spain. Right, right, right. Well, we can thank Jack for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that doesn't work. You know, so, so to circle back to the question, Jesse, how do I share it with my kids? As much as I can by example. Yeah. You know, by acknowledging when I'm caught as well. You know, um, I got a beautiful, actually, if we have time, I have a beautiful story. Um, I was teaching my son to drive. This is a good story. I was teaching my son to drive um, two days in a row. And both times we happened to end up in the same place at roughly the same time. So one day I'm driving with my son and we're going up Edinburgh towards Stone Road Mall. And, uh, and I'm watching find spot and he's not checking his mirror and he's speeding and he's fiddling with the radio. And it's just like, like I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I'm upset. I'm upset, and I'm so I'm giving him attitude. And I'm like, dude, you know, and I'm correcting, and I, and then and I start thinking about it, and and what popped into my head was like, oh man, and I'm a shitty dad because I'm not doing a good job of teaching him how to drive, and and all this, this whole cascade of stuff. And of course, it was miserable, dead silence in the car. You know, and we're both miserable. And the next day, same place, like same for whatever reason, I'll back up Edinburgh Stone Road Mall. And pretty much the same space. And I'm watching him drive. And he's like, and I'm watching him. He's like, oh, he's checking his mirrors and he's checking his blind spot. And he's checking the mirror and the music is not too loud. He doesn't seem obsessed about that. And he's not speeding. 
And I said, wow, son, you, you know, you're doing a really great job. I'm really proud of you. And he looks at me and he says, yeah, I'm doing the same thing I was doing yesterday. <laughs> and it was just like, like what? <laughs> but that, so, so it, it was just such a, it was such a cool moment where, where I, I mean, the, the lesson was what I, I mean, I learned, <laughs> you know, that, that one day I was creating my reality around what he was doing. The next day I was creating my reality around the do, around what he was doing, but he was doing the same thing. Yeah. And I found that really neat because he also recognized it. Yeah. Like he was like, he got, he got that I was PO'd because of my thinking the one day he got the next day that everything was cool because of my thinking. Yeah. And he, you know, the, the fact yeah. that he was able to point out, hey, dad, by the way, I'm not doing anything different. It was just like, ah, well done, son. Well done. <laughs> you know, well played. Well played. Um, yeah, I don't know. Julie, do you talk to your kids about it at all? Not specifically. I know when Madison was home, she did read some of my Michael, Michael Neal books. Right. Um, right, and just right. before she came home from China, when it looked like she was having a hard time, I did send her some free principal stuff to read. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that's an interesting one. Like there was a, an incident where, not an incident, but uh, so Madison, Julie's daughter, had to come home from China. Oh, do you yeah. want to? You want to? Oh, yeah. Come on, do it. That's a good she, one. This is good too. <laughs> she sent an email to both her dad and to me, and we totally reacted differently, saying that she needed to come home. She was having what did she put a mental health crisis or something like that. Um, my ex panicked and flew her home within a day, whereas I was sort of like, what's going on? Um, I sent her some stuff to, to read through. I knew she was okay. Um, and she ended up coming home. She was fine. She was fine. She was fine. <laughs> she had just been traveling for about three months through Asia and was really yeah. tired from like living day to day out of a suitcase. Um, and she was fine. Yeah, it was just, it was yeah, just interesting. But just our reactions were totally different. He's like, oh my God, we've got to get you home on the next plane. Whereas I'm sort of like, okay, <laughs> we'll get you home in the next few weeks or whatever, finish up what you're doing and then we'll get you back. Um, yeah. And she was fine. Yeah, she yeah was totally, but I can't remember totally, what I sent totally her, fine. but I sent her some three piece stuff to let her know that she was fine. Yeah. yeah. I think it's one of these things where, are you tired? Are you hungry? Have you, like, do you need somebody to drink? And and kind of taking care of all the basic necessities and then just kind of taking time to, like, what I say is, like, to Finley or to myself or to others is um, be kind to yourself. This is a time to be really good to yourself. Whatever that means, you know. Um, but I have to say for you two, leading by example is how I would I would say for having a good relationship and a relationship good being, you know, that the two of you just exude happiness and playfulness and fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, which I think is really cool. And a great thing to to, to leave our listeners with today is, is that um I want to take the time to thank you both for this conversation. It was a lot of fun. Oh, my pleasure. And, uh, thank you. Thanks for having us. So I'll wish you a good day and say thank you very much. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I really loved this conversation. It was so much fun. Michael and Julie shared with such an openness and honesty. I really respect them and appreciate that. I love their wisdom and their presence. Here are a few thought bomb takeaways. When you try to analyze or conceptualize the actions, interactions, and moments in your relationship, 
it clouds your thinking and it creates tension. Happiness does not come from another person. I think Michael and Julie really hit on that point well. If you're looking to a partner to make you happy, you will miss the beautiful space where happiness and an effortless relationship is possible. It all comes from within you. Life is meant to flow. As a result, so do our relationships. Recognizing this and knowing that you don't have to fix anything when you or your partner are in a low mood lets the relationship flow naturally. And when we let go of the need to control, conceptualize, or fix, and embrace who we are as an individual within the relationship, it can be fun and effortless. What a beautiful and inspiring thought that is. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, I would be really grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes. If you have comments or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out. I really enjoy getting your emails, and I welcome your input for future episodes. Until next time, be well, be inspired, be you. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll share this podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with Jessie Lynn, please check out the contact page on her website, jessielynnmcdonald.com. Also, we'd be beyond grateful if you would leave us a review. Join us next time for another edition of the CPR of Life.